0: The following contest is scheduled for one fall! Please welcome Mr. Freds! What's up everybody? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Brace for Impact podcast. Better bundle up because we're going up north. You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Wrestle Attic Radio. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. What is going on peeps? Welcome to episode 145 of the Fretzelmania podcast. I am... The North American treasure, your second favorite Canadian, Mr. Fretz. The WWE has been radicalized. Four wrestlers from WCW have jumped ship. That's right. The Radicals, Chris Benoit, Harry Saturn, David Malenko, Eddie Guerrero are all in the the WWE. This is a very historic episode of Monday Night Raw from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and it starts right meow. It is January 31st, 2000. Monday Night Raw takes place in the igloo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I believe that's what it was called, now known as the Mellon Arena, if I'm not mistaken, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. and before I get into the rigors of this crazy show, I'm going to grab that remote control, go grapple surfing, and see what else was going on in the wacky world of pro. Wrestling. WCW Monday Nitro took place in the first unit arena in Wilkes Barre, Pennsylvania, about 420 kilometers away from Pittsburgh. I believe Wilkes Barre is right outside of Scranton as well. Uh, one <clears throat> note here I took from the show from Scott's Blog of Doom, a site that I frequent for a lot of retro results. Mark Madden is here. Yes, Mark Madden is in WCW. Mm. Yay. Uh, If you don't remember who Mark Madden is, uh, good. That's all I can say. Sid is once again the WCW champion. Having what winning it back from Kevin Nash, who was stripped of it earlier in the night. This was also following a WCW Soul Out, where Chris Benoit would win the WCW title, albeit somewhat controversially, where Sid tapped out to the crossface and Sid's leg was under the ropes. Uh, so <clears throat> this was basically for Booker Kevin Sullivan, you know, the Taskmaster. Sullivan, my son of the Dungeon of Doom, was using this tidal wind to appease Chris Benoit and entice him to stay. Of course, he did not, because the the night or the day following this, Benoit is here. So, Nitro here, we had Lash LaRue defeating Evan Courageous accompanied by Shane Helms and Shannon Moore of 3Count. This was a cruiserweight title tournament quarterfinal match. We had WCW tag team champions the Mamelutes. Big Vito and Johnny the Bull accompanied by Disco Inferno. Retaining the titles over former champions. Probar and David Flair in a Bensonhurst street fight. I'm guessing Bensonhurst is a street or a borough in in Pennsylvania, I don't know. People from Pennsylvania, uh, hit me up. We had Kidman accompanied by Tori Wilson defeating the Wall brother. Shout out to Mance. Ryan Nobbs versus Lex Luger ended in a no contest. No wonder. Norman Smiley beat Shane Helms. Diamond Dallas Page with Kimberly beat Disco Inferno. And in the main event, Jeff Jarrett and the Harris Twins. Defeated Sid Vicious and, and Terry Funk in a three-on-two handicap match. Whoosh. God bless you, Mance. Uh, how did you do this? Uh, wow, good brother. My 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 goodness, that's a mess. And now SmackDown, the episode of SmackDown that. Uh, Followed this episode of Raw, so it's going to follow a lot of storylines and seeds that we had planted here are going to happen here. So this was in the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. I believe that is either turned into insert corporation name here or torn down, of course, home of the Detroit Red Wings. Chris Jericho defeated Gangrel by submission to Payne, the Intercontinental title, of course, Gangrel, accompanied by his then-real-life main squeeze, Luna, and Chris Jericho having this somewhat relationship, friendship, friends with benefits kind of deal with China. Yeah, a little weird. X-Pac, accompanied by Tori, I'm going to talk about that a little later, because I skipped a few weeks. He defeated Dean Malenko, of course, these two are no strangers to each other in the WCW Cruiserweight division. Jackie defeated Hervina, that being Harvey Wilpeman and Drag, to win the Women's Championship in 17 seconds. Oh yeah, there is a whatever fluid in a pool match on Raw tonight for the Women's Championship. It's the Snow Bunnies match. And if you remember that, I'm sorry. Kurt Angle beat The Rock and Taz in a triple threat match. The New Age Outlaws defeated Eddie Guerrero and Perry Saturn. Head Cheese, Al Snow and Steve Blackman. Let's friggin' go. They defeated the Holly Twins. Cousins. And in the... Nope, this ain't in the main event. Rikishi, with Too Cool, beat The Big Show by disqualification. And in the main event, Triple H defeated... Chris Benoit. Yes, the Radicals made their first appearance on Raw, being invited by Cactus Jack. Now, Triple H said, yeah, well, we'll think about it here. Now, on SmackDown, Triple H said, if you win, I think it's two out of your three matches, you win your WWE contracts. Of course, they didn't. And in the coming weeks on TV, we are going to see more of this angle pay off, but The Radicals' debut and crossing over to the other side is one of the main reasons I switched over to the Attitude Era, because, at least in my mind, it was a seismic shift in the Monday Night Wars. Now, Nitro had long, long since been losing said Monday Night Wars, but this was one of the nails In the coffin of WCW. This was just maybe the first one, if you will. Uh, There was a story that I heard years ago about Eric Bischoff having this backstage meeting with the talent, basically saying, Hey, if you're unhappy with your position in the company, you can leave. And apparently, Raven just up and left. And went back to ECW at the launch of their ECW on TNN, their ill-fated TV deal that would screw Paul Heyman over again and again. And, And these four here were also, you know, they were featured, but they weren't main attractions. You know, Blanco was a stalwart. In the Cruiserweight division. Multi-time Cruiserweight champion. Perry Saturn, I believe, had the TV for the U.S. He was, was he a tag team champion too? Yeah, no, Perry Saturn did hold gold in WCW. You know, Chris Benoit, U.S. champion, TV champion, tag team champion. Guerrero, U.S., Cruiserweight. They were never part of the main event picture because, well... Hogan and Nash and the rest of the uh player coaches in the company wouldn't wouldn't let them. Vanilla Midget was the term that was thrown around. Apologies for that one. Probably should cut that. And it's in. So they just said, okay, see you later. Oh, I'm the WCW champion? Nah, nah, no, you can just you can just take that back. So That was your last ditch effort to appease Benoit, at least to be in the company. But I believe it was too little too late. And I think the writing was on the wall probably months previous to this. But now we are here. The Igloo, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tony Chimmel is doing the ring announcing tonight. So Howard Finkel is either taking a reduced role on TV or maybe he has the night off or he's just doing pay per views because. Finkel had been in the company for so long at this point in time that, yeah, let's let's give him a break. Plus, Chimel. Chimel's been in the WWE since the early 90s. Take a look at some vintage footage, maybe from like WrestleMania 10 or SummerSlam 91. You can see him there at, at ringside. Immediately, we kick off with a match. It is the New Age Outlaws defending the Tag Team Championships against Head Cheese. Al Snow. And Steve, my Blackman. Al Snow has finally found his tag team partner. He's trying to bring a personality into Steve Blackman. So I guess this heel turn, in a way, hasn't worked for Al. So he's going back to being a comedy babyface, which I'm all for. Because what does everybody want? I mean, we don't have that theme right now. He still has the, the psycho theme. Anyways... Al Snow beat Mr. Ass on SmackDown last week to get a shot at the tag team titles tonight. And then backstage, head cheese here. They're they're trying to make their shtick work, and Al Snow's trying all these, these names. And Steve Blackman wants no part of it. It's like, no head count, no snow bunnies. Oh my God, we're going to get there. Uh, no head cheese. That's what they would stick with. And Al Snow's like, wait, wait, wait. No storm. Here, here, let me give you this. So he gives him plastic Burton Ernie umbrella and a poncho. And Blackman's just knock it off. I think Al's really, he's just trying to make Steve break. Maybe R-Truth to travel back in time to 2000 because he was in developmental at this point in time. And R-Truth is friggin' ages, despite being... Being almost fifty, our truth also follows me on Twitter. Shout out to you, sir. Um, yeah, maybe our truth can go back in time to make Blackman break, because he can make Judgment Day break on national television. So why not? So Al here, he is. Wait, 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 wait! Snowballs and has a pair of underwear in his hands. Blackman wants no part of it. Steve Blackman wants a person... No, Al wants Steve to have a personality, to have a gimmick. I'm sorry, Al, but the Muffugin' Dojo does not create gimmicks. Shout out to Wrestling Bios. And then we see in the crowd four familiar faces walk in. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Harry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and... JR starts to use the word radical at this point in time and not in a late 80s guy radical, Ninja Turtles kind of way, but in the different um, term, radical. Definition, that's the word I was looking for. Caffeinate and hydrate when you podcast, kids. So Al Snow is... Taking hands with these four guys, Al Snow is no stranger to, I think, most of them. I believe the Eliminators may have been in Smoky Mountain at the same time Al Snow was. Of course, Al Snow was in ECW, but I believe that all of these four lads were in WCW by the time he was there. Uh, there's a head cheese chant being faintly chanted here by the crowd. Maybe Al Snow is trying to start it, but yep, head cheese is taken off. We're here. We are months away from Chester McCheeserton dressing up as a giant Green Bay Packers fan. I'm sorry, Packers fans. I'm seriously, you guys should have won that. By the way, go Chiefs. Uh, Bills fans, wide right. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to reality here dog is sent over the barricade and the radicals attack him they are brought in the ring saturn t-bones billy eddie hits a frog splash dean with a suplex or a brain buster and then benoit with the diving headbutt backstage we got mick foley Cactus jack saying hey did you accept my invitation yeah hey mate how great was that How great was it to actually see people in the audience? Just, Kicking a guy while he's down. Next up here, we have Kurt Angle coming down to the ramp here, having a homecoming in his hometown, and he's getting booed. Later on tonight, Kurt Angle faces The Rock, and he channels his inner rock by doing, finally, Your Olympic hero has come back home to Pittsburgh. I am still undefeated. I haven't been pinned tonight. I'm going to face the Rock. The people's champ is no match for the Olympic champ. Since Pittsburgh has so little to cheer about, and I put in parentheses here, yeah, the, the the three Stanley Cups are several years away. Kurt Angle, I decided to become your hometown hero. It's not Mario Lemieux anymore. If he had more courage, he'd still be playing. Uh, He would literally come out of retirement 10 months after Angle made this joke. Of course, Lemieux, he was uh, retired from professional hockey due to his leukemia diagnosis. And since he made cancer tap out, he would come back, play a few more seasons. He would play in Sidney Crosby's rookie season. I mean, that's that's how long... Lemieux started playing the NHL the year I was born. I am knocking on 40's door. And, and Lemieux played until like 2005, 6, something like that, the year after. Yeah. Lemieux stuck around for a long time and now he's like a majority shareholder or a GM or something with the Penguins. So, yeah, he had some courage, Kurt. He beat cancer. So, when (laughs) Kurt Angle goes on, I'll beat The Rock for a second time. Yes, Kurt Angle has pinned The Rock very recently on WWE TV. His loss, in parentheses here, to Taz at the Royal Rumble was overturned because... It was not a legal choke, the Katahama J, the Taz Mission, is a chokehold that's not a sleeper hold. So then we see one of a few WWE Super Bowl ads that aired during this episode of Raw. And it's nurses in the infant, in the infant ward, newborns. One pees on one, one farts on one, one kicks them, and then we see a baby Kane, baby Austin, and a baby Rock, who then farts, and then asks the nurse if he smells the rock is cooking. Okay, farts are funny. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how mature you are. I like that. It was funny. Farts are funny. If you disagree with me, stop listening right now. ex are in their office, Triple H's office, or backstage room, if you will. This is your problem. And then Big Show comes in here with a big haircut who says that he has a witness to the Rock's feet touching the floor first. All the camera angles were not doing it justice. And the one man that was facing that part of the ring was former security guard, the late, great Jim Dotson. You know, that muscly guy who you always saw in the crowd with the security shirt who looked a lot like uh, Julian from the Trailer Park Boys. If you remember, shout out to you. And he says, Yeah, Big Show won the Rumble, Rocky's feet, touch first. And this is of course adding to their feud and their match at no way out, which would be for the championship match at WrestleMania. I sure hope that doesn't get all convoluted. Next up here we have Christian versus Reverend. D- okay, I'm in the wrong year. Christian versus Devon Dudley. And Christian coming out to his rare Blood Brother theme. Look it up. It's a banger. It was on WWF The Music Volume 4. I had it on cassette and I would just rewind and listen to that because I thought it was a pretty damn good theme. And the tag team division. Oh, my brother, testify. We are year. Terry, who was the manager of the Hardy Boys, got super power bombed last week on Raw, so Bubba Ray Dudley has been given a lot of ladies wood. Christian hits a tornado DDT, and this is when JR would coin the phrase that would immortalize the Dudleys for years. Those damn Dudleys I saw a big sign on the crowd that made me pop, but uh, Dudley's fear goal, Gertner. Oh yeah, Gertner, the once foul mouthed manager of the Dudley Boys, the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, something something penis, something something bedrock. The Valvenus of ECW before. Val Venus was a thing. The better version of Val Venus because he was sleazy. Because that's the joke. Um, Kyle, if you got some Joel Gertner ECW to review, hit me up. So we saw Edge's lip was busted way open and a few teeth were rattled by the Dudley boys in a in a bump earlier on. And, and you can see him. He is all... Edge is all like stitched up and puffy, and it. I didn't see the actual bump, but nasty. Edge looked really beat up. Christian gets a spagingo. ding. Back body drop. He goes for the corner head scissors, but is dropped right on his face in like a reverse powerbomb kind of move. Just looked ugly. The kill switch, the unpretty or the impaler, whatever it was called at this point in time, is reversed. And then Edge kicks. Uh, Devon from the outside. Christian with reverse DDT for the win. Bubba Ray gets a table. They do the was up to Christian without the was up. And then they're trying to set up edge for a table a bit, but the Hardy boys interfere. Uh, Matt DDT's Devon through a table. And then we get a swanton to Bubba Ray through a table. Who the outside from the top rope by Jeff Hardy. Oh man, the tag team division is here. <laughs> oh my brother, testify. Backstage, the Hardys and Edge and Christian meet the Radicals, and the Posse take umbrage to this, and the Radicals attack them. Next up here, we got Two Cool versus The Big Show in a handicap match. Well, it's a haircut. Big Tuna? No. You are now known as Big Haircut. Rikishi was injured in a match with The Rock last week on SmackDown. He did it for The Rock. Spoiler alert for nine months from now. We get a double DDT and a wishbone by Two Cool. Getting a couple of hope spots here. They hit the worm. Then there's that immortalized sign from the Attitude Era. It was on this episode of Raw. I'd rather be in China. Of course, spelled as China's name, Sex. That's the joke. So we get the leg drop, is denied by Too Cool, and then a choke slam to Scotty and a jackknife powerbomb to Grandmaster Sexay, and Big Haircut wins this handicap match. And then The Rock shows up on the Titantron. Finally, The Rock has come back to Pittsburgh. He does the sing-song, Somebody got a haircut. It's like, Big Show, you're no longer a long-haired, seven-foot, 500-pound bag of monkey crap. You're a short-haired, seven-foot, 500-bag of monkey crap. The Rock is tired of hearing you whine, bitch, and moan about the roar Rumble. He says, go back to Supercuts and get your five bucks back, jabroni. Even in 2000, show me where I'd get a haircut for five bucks. Show me the the hair salon down the street from where I grew up was ten bucks as long as I could remember. Most of the time, my parents would go in and pay for my haircut, and I would hop off the bus right in right into there and just say, "Thelma, number two, buzz cut." <coughs> Done, but was our dollar that bad? Anyways, The Rock focuses his attention to your Olympic hero. You've never, and The Rock means ever beaten The Rock. Frets. Well, remember that. Telltale WWE coming soon. (laughs) Wrestle with me. I wish. Then I'll get a gold medal. You got a gold medal in wrestling. Good for you. I'm gonna get a gold medal. And whooping your candy ass if you smell what the rock is cooking. We then see the snow bunny pool being prepped with obviously fake snow. It looks like instant mashed potatoes. It looks like shaving foam. Like the very same stuff that my hometown, Cannington, Ontario, Canada, one time had a, mo- a Christmas movie filmed there Despite being still in the winter, they used fake snow, which was like shaving foam, literally. Anyways, Sideberg over. It is now time for The Rock versus Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's undefeated streak is on the line against the People's Champion. Rock wastes no time with punches and kicks. We get Rocky Chance in Pittsburgh in a walk a brawl. Kurt Angle grabs the mic in a mid-match promo, much like he did in his debut at Survivor Series. And then just cuts a promo in his hometown. Like, I was born in Pittsburgh. I was born in Mercy Hospital. Punch. Rock grabs the mic. It doesn't matter where you were born. Rock comes back into the ring, gets a side suplex. Angle gets a bridging suplex of his own. Rock with a Bailey-to-Belly suplex. The lay in the SmackDown DDT without the spin, the Samoan drop, and then Angle decides, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go take this loss by countout, so I'm still technically undefeated. And then and it stares who throws Kurt Angle back in the ring. Spine Buster, Keeble's elbow. One, two, three, the streak is over. As chases Kurt Angle around the ring and accidentally decks The Rock during said chase. The Rock will remember that. WWE Telltale Games coming soon. <laughs> Again, I wish. Backstage, the Acolytes are playing cards and the Mean Street Posse barge in wanting protection from the roster, from people beating them up and says, we'll pay you. Farouk has a light bulb flash over his head. He has what one of my theology professors used to call his aha moment. You'll pay us? Hmm. Oh. For protection. Okay. Bradshaw's like, okay, get over there, sit down, shut up. We're gonna finish this card game. If there was one peep out of you, the deal's off. The Acolyte Protection Agency, the APA, is open for business. The Radicals meet Godfather, Val Venus, Nilo, and Test and ask where the girls are. Well, two girls, not of the Godfather's girls technically, are involved in this next match. We have... China accompanying Intercontinental Champion Chris Jericho to the ring as Corey is accompanying X-Pac, Jericho versus X-Pac non-title match. X-Pac and is a thing now. I've skipped a few weeks in the timeline. Last we talked, um Corey was with, was with Kane. And during the holiday break of 1999, Corey was presumably kidnapped by Degeneration X, and we don't know what really happened. Oh, yeah, yes, Tori cheated on Kane, and Tori was kind of denying it and being a bit paranoid and crazy and stirring things up and causing trouble and gossip and all these things, falsely accusing other men of touching her, or scaring her, or something, she got found out, right, and now Kane, he's heartbroken, he's crestfallen, that was in kayfabe, his first girlfriend, not named Katie Vick, we're not talking about that, we already did, never again, so Chris Jericho cuts an on-ramp promo, welcome to Raw is Jericho, X-Pac, I am thrilled you hooked up with Tori. It's the first time you kissed a girl. Yay! You kiss a girl not long after this in real life. You found the one woman who is more stupid than you are. And of course, we get into the match here. Jericho with a wheel kick, a springboard kick to the outside, that triangle drop kick which, ah, perfect. And Jericho is kind of with China now. I don't know if they're friends or if they're hooking up or if they're friends with benefits or whatever but they're an item on tv right now and we would see this progress over the next few months oh of course because china would go with latino heat and dump chris yes yes okay i'm on the right track now and then king and jr talk about sex baby you get a six? The snow bunny match is next. Ha <laughs> ha! Doesn't wear underwear. <sighs> so we get a line salt. But X-Pac gets the knees up. The Bronco Buster is denied because China tripped X-Pac and K.O.'s him. Chris Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho near the ropes, allowing Tori to reach over there just barely and graze Chris with the IC title. X Factor and no, oh wait, non-title match. X Pac wins and pins the Intercontinental Champion. We then see the Miss Congeniality Super Bowl ad, you know, beauty pageant. Female wrestlers beating each other up. And then we see Farouk make the APA office pit. He's like, no, look, look. Big A, no, little A, big P A A P A, He a protection agency. W-Boys want in this business too. Like, we don't have any cash, but do you take a check? A check? Are you serious? A check? If this thing bounces, so do you. And next up here, we have a snow bunny match for the women's championship. The Lumberjill snow bunny match. The cat defending against Hervina. No, no. No, 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 no. All right. All right. I'll do it. Things I do for this podcast. So your lumberjills are... BB, Ivory, Jackie, and Luna, none of which look like they want to be there. Uh, May Young is there, who is pregnant. I missed that, too. Oh, yeah, Mae Young is with a child. I'm pregnant. And, of course, probably Mula is not far behind with Mae Young because Mula has to keep Mae Young in line, has to make sure she doesn't get into trouble and get pregnant oh oh boy i get to talk about the birth of the hand oh and then by the way um harvey Whippleman pins the cat and the man is the women's champion That was for you, Mr. YLP. Yeah, the... No. A man is the women's champion. A man in drag is the women's champion. And that there just shows you how they felt about the women's division. Eye candy and horrible attempts at comedy. Thank goodness Jackie would become the women's champion right after this, and we all know what happens after Jackie wins the title. Oh. Oh, Stephanie. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Next up, backstage, Pactus Jack and the Radicals are on their way to Triple H's office. Then see WWF New York, where later this week, there was going to be a press conference. And I know exactly what this press conference entails. We'll get there in a second. At Triple H's locker room, Pactus Jack is vouching for the Radicals. And Triple H is like, oh, you guys want an opportunity? Let me think about it. SmackDown is where these opportunities happen. They don't get their contracts yet, but yeah, there's there's some cluding going on here. I, I smell something. It can't be me. I just got out of the shower. Next up here is a handicap match with the Holly Cousins going up against Viscera. A team that allegedly weighs at a combined weight of 800 pounds going up against viscera a 497 pound man we see a a advertisement for a stone cold steve austin interview later in the show a press conference and a super bowl ad that abc rejected oh that's back when the nfl was on abc hmm i remember that Viscera is tied in the ropes a la Andre the Giant. He hits a Samoan drop on Bob, but Crash interferes. Crash tries to go for a top rope something, but gets Batista bombed. Oof. That was Viscera's finisher in No Mercy, by the way. Now, Viscera is about to slam Crash, but Bob knocks Crash on top of Viscera, holds the big man's foot on the ropes. And the super heavyweights win this match. Viscera takes exception and then beats the crap out of the Hollies, landing a leg drop on Bob after this match. We then see the banned Super Bowl ad, which was just the nursing home and everyone in the nursing home doing the WWF taunts, like doing the Stone Cold, doing the yes, la smell, and Put the oxygen tank on. That was quoted in in the lockers in high school at that point in time. A lot. Uh, Yeah, just old folks being being, imitating WWE wrestlers. Don't try this at home. Not just kids trying it at home. It's them too. We then see the bit from WWF New York. And now JR and Austin having their sit-down interview in Texas. And tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Mmm, beefy. Castrol GTX. Drive hard. And Burger King. Have it your way. The uh, Stone Cold interview, of course, was aired on Halftime Heat as the Super Bowl took place the day previous to this. That being Super Bowl Thirty Four. Played at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. St. Louis Rams defeated the Tennessee Titans 23-16. Steve Austin, of course, has been out of action since November, since being hit by a car. Who ran over Stone Cold? Steve Austin. He said he had a three-hour operation to clear out the spurs in his neck, and they kind of had to go in through the front. Of his neck and do some tinkering around in there, and this neck brace here—it makes it hard to drink beer. I want to come back, you know. And jr says, "How soon?" And Stone Cold said, "Ah, three to four months." And it was also at this point in time we learned that Steve Austin was engaged to Deborah. Okay, we're, we know, well, we know. Okay, let's move on. Lillian is at WWF New York. And she says that the only thing I know about this press conference later in the week is that it involves WWE and pro football. Oh, he hate me. It's the XFL, baby. Let's go. Which is kind of funny because very recently in 2024... The XFL and the USFL merged. Oh, man, I get to talk about the XFL now. Okay, okay. Next up here is Matt Hardy versus Bubba Ray Dudley. And Bubba has that look on his face. You know that look. This isn't quite his euphoric trance. This is... The pissed off look. This is resting bitch face Bubba, for lack of a better term. And he is scowling on his way to the ring. He has a few marks on his face from the Hardys and Edge and Christian. So Matt gets a tornado DDT. Bubba Ray with another spuggingo. Ding. Back body drop D-1 gets a chair into the ring but Matt catches it an unprotected chair shot right to the noggin on Bubba for the disqualification the APA come into the ring they got paid so they jump the Hardy Boys out come Edge and Christian we then get a 3D on Matt we get a brawl we get a 3D I think a 3D on Christian too and then we see these tables get stacked at ringside to get two tables and one on top. So it looks like a triangle, Triforce, Legend of Zelda. And a ring step at the rope at the edge of the ring. So then Bubba says, do your job. Beat these men up. So Matt Hardy is set on the stacked table. And then Bubba Ray takes Jeff Hardy, and power bombs through Matt, through the stacked tables, onto the outside, from the apron, on that step. And only two out of the three tables broke, by the way. But then you saw that euphoric trance in Baba's face. That host-nut clarity <laughs> after giving somebody wood. I mean man Wow. Uh, backstage again uh Triple H basically saying of the radicals that you four aren't ready for this. get out of here. Cactus Jack then walking away with them says that they've just made a big mistake. Time for our main event, where Triple H is defending the WWE Championship against Kane. Except Kane doesn't come out when his music plays. Triple H gets the mic and says, "No, get out here. You know I know you're back in the ring, curled up in a ball, crying over Tori. I mean, you can't hang with X-Pac with X-Pac, really. And then you can't take it that you got dumped. So come out here." Or I'm going to drag your ass out of here. You have 10 seconds to get out here. But it's not Cain, but Cactus Jack comes out. He says that I invited four guests to the arena tonight and you threw them out. These are four men that I have bled with. Four men that I've sweat with. Four men that I actually like. And I did some thinking about this. Maybe I could forgive and forget. Nah. Or, I could just beat your ass. The Radicals then jump Triple H, land a bunch of moves on the game. And Raw ends right there with Cactus Jack and the Radicals standing tall. Man. That was a mostly good episode of Raw. It was wacky it set up a lot of things we're going to see through the next couple of months and yeah the radicals are here and yeah that'll do it for this week folks thank you very much for listening please subscribe please be sure to follow me on all social media platforms that's threads and blue sky when i remember to use them to instagram and Twitter because I'm not calling it X, at Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-mania. This podcast is on Wrestle Addict Radio, say it with me kids, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, where you can also hear the Kings of the Rings podcast, rice for Impact, and Upon His Return, which... I hope it is soon, but Zach, take your time. The Young Lions perspective. And as I recorded this, uh, he dropped a Young Lions journey podcast on his personal uh, podcasting platform page. So be sure to check that out. Follow Russell Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Russell, Russell Addict Radio on Instagram. We have merch. Links are in the description of this podcast. We have a Discord. Like seriously, folks, join our Discord. We shoot the breeze. We have fun. We've been testing out some voice chats, so we might be doing something for future premium live events. We've had a fun time doing this meme, know your meme game, and whatnot. It's it's a good time. We share all these memes. We we have a good laugh. We talk about life, professional wrestling. And everything else in between. Live, laugh, love, or whatever our truth <laughs> oh, our truth says. So, thank you very much, folks. Please like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends. And until next time, E T F N. Ta Ta for now, and keep your stick on the ice. This has been a Russell Attic Radio branded podcast